This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Cousin Sal's winning weekend. This is usually where I pat myself on the back, but instead I should probably knee myself in the groin. My record last week was not pretty. Three I, and 10? Shut up, you. Hey, I wasn't alone. 49ers, Eagles, they both lost. No more undefeated teams remain. The 72 Dolphins went wild, popping prune-flavored champagne. But enough about last week. The Eagles, 49ers, and I are looking ahead. Coming up, We've got former Tampa Bay Bucks defensive tackle Gerald McCoy. He's going to explain why scoring is down in the NFL. Plus, we've got my good pal Megan Connolly joining us in the handicapper hot seat. She used to be a spy for the New England Patriots. Okay, she was a reporter for the Patriots. It's the same thing. We're going to get her picks for this weekend's games. But first, let's recap last night's Jaguars-Saints game in a segment that Chris Collinsworth called a must-watch. It's cover four. All right, this Jags-Saints game ended up being decent. But when it was first announced on the Thursday night football schedule, not one person was excited. No, not even her. Again, it turned out to be competitive. But can I make a suggestion here? No more Jaguars. We've seen them in standalone games twice in London. And then last night, that's three times in the last four weeks. Discovery Channel doesn't show Jaguars this much. Let's give the other cats a chance. The Bengals, the Lions, and Kylie Jenner on Halloween. You know, we fans get on players all the time for all sorts of things, from taking sacks to taking ayahuasca. But it's time to give props to a guy who really stepped up this week, Trevor Lawrence. He injured his knee on Sunday and was back in the lineup for the Thursday game, ended with over 200 yards passing, a touchdown, and he led the team in rushing with 59 yards, all on a bum knee. It's actually incredible when you think about it. Last July, I swallowed a mosquito playing pickleball, and that was it. I never returned to the game. That's why we fans have to appreciate what Trevor Lawrence did, and I realize why he did it. This determination and hard work in an effort to get back into playing shape is all because Trevor Lawrence at 70% is better than this guy at 170%. Sorry, C.J. Beathard. Hey, if you're bored, I know of an opening on a 40 and over pickleball team in Southern California. Bring your own insect repellent. Cover three. All right, now back to trashing players. Let's start with Derek Carr. He came on at the end, sure, but those first three quarters were bad news. I've seen drunk frat guys on Bourbon Street throw beads with more accuracy. It's almost like he was put on the cover of Madden and nobody told us, but 
Then in typical Saints fashion, they came all the way back to tie it, only to blow the game in the fourth quarter. Tough one for Saints fans to watch, especially Drew Brees, who moments after this picture was taken, regurgitated his crawfish etouffee. Who dat gonna clean that mess? Number four. Congratulations to Doug Peterson for winning the first ever Visor Bowl. What is this? Both head coaches with the same look? I'm sorry, was this Visor Awareness Month? Or maybe just a tribute to 90-year-old Walmart greeters? Either way, that's it, Dennis Allen. You lost. You don't get to wear the visor anymore. It's not like it was working anyway. Might I suggest going with this look made famous by a legendary Saints coach, Bum Phillips? Now that was one stylish SOB. All right, there are some bets where you spend hours crunching the numbers and analyzing data, looking for an edge. Well, you're not going to get any of that here. Settle in for my weekly attempt at a comedic and irrationally angry look at a bet that I'm backing. It's time for Wager Rager. All right, let's get right into it. Last week, I and literally dozens of football junkies took the Patriots getting three and a half points over the Raiders. The bet was looking good. Pats down two, under two minutes left with the ball. What could go wrong? Well, Mac Jones went wrong as he went down in the end zone. And some quick unnecessary math here. The safety was worth two points, meaning the Belichicks lost by four points, rendering the Pats betting ticket wicked doom. Gross. Now, I know this kind of bet can somewhat be mitigated as Fandle is kind enough to offer a cash-out option, which, believe me, I often jump on moments after placing a wager. It makes me feel like I won. But that's not enough. We need something more, and I have just the solution. Two words. Better's insurance. <laughs> Hear me out. We have insurance for life. We have insurance for fires, auto collision, air travel. So why not have insurance for something much more important than those things I just mentioned? Gambling. Yes, I'm talking about getting compensated for ridiculous endings to games that are unforeseen when handicapping all week from your parents' basement. Here's what Better's insurance would cover. Number one. Last-minute safeties. We just talked about this. No one should ever have to lose because of a safety. The word is safety. Safety goggles, safety pin, safety vest, safety dance from men without hats. Anything involving safety shouldn't be causing my wallet tremendous harm. Number two, Hail Marys. They call them Hail Marys because if you're on the right side of it, you are an automatic believer in God Almighty, him or herself. But... If you're on the wrong side, Christmas is ruined and it doesn't even matter what month it is. And number three, and most importantly, Better's insurance would cover those ridiculous and disgusting and demoralizing last second laterals. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Team is down a few points with like three seconds left, and all of a sudden, 11 clowns are playing hot potato with the football and the hard-earned money you made at the Crocs factory. Now, I know what you're thinking. Sal, you crazy genius. How much would all of this betters insurance cost? And also, how has your wife not left you yet? Well... I have no idea what the answer is to either of those questions. It's for her therapist and the NFL to unravel. 
the NFL figured out a way to shoot off a slime cannon after a touchdown. This should be a cinch. And while they do figure this out, I'm going to make my bet. Remember, last week at the very end of Wager Rager, I told you Justin Herbert would throw an interception versus the Cowboys on Monday night, and it only took 58 minutes and change, but a lock nonetheless, one for the good guys. This week, playing off of those extra points offered up by the Patriots' shenanigans, I'm betting on the Bills' team total to go over 24.5 points at minus 112, and I'm buying all the insurance I can just in case Robert Kraft has some ideas and dumps clam chowder on the Buffalo sideline and Josh Allen slips and breaks his fibula. Got to cover all my bases. All right, we have a great show for you today. One of the most dominant defensive tackles in NFL history, Gerald McCoy, is joining us. And coming up, when Cousin Sal's winning weekend returns, we're going to break down all the Week 7 NFL games, plus a few good college battles. My dear pal Megan Connolly will join us in the Handicapper Hot Seat. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. It's time to pick some games. You know, my Cowboys are off this week. They deserve it after that beautiful blowout three-point win against the Chargers in Jerry's Westworld Stadium. But no bye weeks for us. Nope, there are 14 games to pick. Luckily, I have some help here in the Handicapper Hot Seat is one of my very favorites. She bets with her heart, her head, really anything but her kidney, which she inexplicably donated to a stranger this summer. You can see her every week on WWE The Bump on Peacock. Megan Conley, thanks for being here, pal. Wow, Sal. Thank you so much for that introduction. It's an honor. <laughs> and um, I'm a history maker today. First ever female here on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend and in the handicapper hot seat. So wow, that's congratulations true. to me. Good job by me. Joel, where's the confetti? She yeah, is give me the, the claps. Woman. I need oh, the claps. For God's sakes, we should have been ready for this. We really are. All right, we will yeah. celebrate after. Megan, right. uh, I do want to talk about this. Not only do you bet on games like the rest of us, but sometimes you're the subject of wager, specifically this past April when you ran the Boston Marathon and one of our mutual friends, Harry, we'll call him Harry, because yes. we don't want to out anybody. Um, well, he bet against you. Do you want to set this up a little better? Yeah, so I um, am addicted to these marathon things. And Harry and you and the rest of um, all of our buddies, we decided that everybody would bet on my time. And so the year before, I was trying to break three hours. This was like a lifetime goal of mine. And Harry projected that I would finish in three hours and six minutes six minutes. I was insulted. And then it turns out I ran exactly three hours and six minutes. And I Insane. thought of Harry the second I crossed the finish line. So <laughs> um, second year in a row, Harry bets against me. And guess what, Harry? I broke three hours and you lost the bet. And, he said um, over three hours. You said under three hours. You came in under three hours. And now we have a little clip of your uh, celebration here. Hey, Harry, I beat the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, Megan, when was this? This was an hour, two, three hours after you completed the race? No, Sal, this was the second I crossed the finish line. I didn't even have my medal on yet in that picture. Um, I asked a stranger, I said, here, please take this video and sent it to you all immediately. That is crazy that you were thinking of that monstrosity uh, seconds after you crossed the finish line, exhausted after three hours. But you know, Harry lost $1,200 betting against you, right? I don't know if we ever told you that. I, wow. Wow, no, 1200 Yeah, and then no, he no. had to do his own marathon, so. <laughs> he doesn't have $1,200. I'm kidding. All right, listen, let's try to make some money. I was 3 and 10. I think I could do better than that. I know you could do better than that. We're going to uh, get it all back here. Let's start with Tampa Bay and Atlanta. The Buccaneers are home. They're laying 2.5 points to the Falcons. I made my Bucks bet, my best bet, last week against Detroit on the Ringer Wise guys. They were terrible. They didn't show up at all. And yet I'm taking them again. I'm not holding the grudge here, Megan. I'm taking the Bucks minus two and a half points. Not that Baker was a world beater last week, but Desmond Ritter continues to be unimpressive, unnecessary interceptions, forced overthrows. Falcons 0-5 against the spread in their last five. Uh, another team that's just better and they're home and Fandle doesn't want to pull the plug on it and give it three. So it's two and a half. I feel like I'm getting some value in that half point. Tampa Bay, a top 10 defense passing wise and in yards per carry defensively. Falcons are going to become more and more irrelevant. You'll see as the year goes on 24-14 final. I'm taking the Bucks. I like Tampa here too, Sal. We're starting off on the same page, which scares me a little bit, but mm-hmm. I like Baker Mayfield. I think this has been a nice, fresh start for Baker. You know my my thoughts on Tom Brady, so I actually like this Tampa team better without Tom. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, I know, obviously, they're better with Brady, but this team does have some really good players. Uh, their defense is excellent, but here's what scares me about Atlanta. Kyle Pitts, he's pieced together two good games now, but... The Falcons are really boring. Uh, They run the ball more than most teams in the league. It's going to be a low-scoring, quick game. I like Tampa's defense to make a play and Tampa to cover the spread. I agree, and we'll we'll get in to your hatred for Tom Brady, which is perplexing, but we'll get into that a little later on when we cover the Patriots. All right, let's do now Baltimore and Detroit, three-point spread. The Ravens are home. I know this is a little juicy, but I'm betting both teams, Fandle has a nice little special here, both teams to score at least 15 points. Now you have to lay minus 140. Not great, but I'm betting on the offenses in this matchup. Uh, The unders were 12-2-1 last week, so this is smart. Wise wager, Sal. I love this bet. It could actually still stay under, and it could be 2017. Lions and Goff, top three in yards per attempt passing, 34 points against the Packers, 31 against Seattle. For the Ravens, 15 points is, what, five field goals for Justin Tucker? They'll get that. They, at home, don't score fewer than 15 when Lamar Jackson is the quarterback. It just doesn't happen. Look back if you don't believe me. The Lions will eventually score points. Yes, to both teams scoring at least 15 is minus 140. You're taking the under probably wisely. Yes, and I'm surprised you left off one important piece in your analysis. You are weatherman Sal. You officially oh. became a meteorologist last week. You got to factor in the weather into this game, Sal. The winds, 15-mile-an-hour winds. I also was reminded last week watching football, I think I forget it every single year, and then around week five, I realized that Jared Goff is very bad at playing football outside. You throw hmm. the weather in that whole matchup, It's a battle between two really good defenses. The Ravens are coming back from London. They're going to be slow and sluggish. So I like the under here, 42 and a half. 
All right. All right. We'll take it. I think it's 43 and a half. Didn't it move on you? I don't know what it did. All right. If that, I think you gained the point there. Cleveland is three now at Indianapolis. That was two and a half. Uh, you know what time it is, Megan? It's teaser time. I'm not even going to let you wait your answer. Plus nine and under 46 and a half. That's what I'm going with here with the Colts. I already hate this bet. The Browns allow a league load. 200 yards per game, uh, and they're going against Gardner Minshew, and I'm taking the Colts kind of. Like I said, I'm getting the nine, though. I don't think Minshew could put up big numbers, but you're looking at potential letdown from either P.J. Walker or Deshaun Watson, who said you can't put a timeline on his return. It's fine. He's not. I'm, I'm not done. He said, take a chill pill, Browns. I'm not done spending your money. I'll be back when I'm good and ready. Uh, big win over San Francisco, we know, last week. Now they have to travel and get up for this game. I like getting more than a touchdown. I assume it'll be lowish scoring. The Browns are 4-1 and one to the under this year. Indy keeps it close and keeps your old partner, Megan Gailey, happy. 20-16-ish, to 16-ish, I'm saying, Megan. What do you think? Yeah, Sal, I don't think the Colts are very good. And this is the team that you said heading into the season, you thought they were the absolute worst team in the league. So they've kind of overperformed, but they're coming off of an emotional week. Obviously, Richardson is out for the season, but Vegas doesn't really care whether it's Minshew or Richardson. The line hasn't moved in that regard whatsoever. And we saw Minshew last week. I think he's a guy that you can always rely on to have at least one pick. So this is why I like the over in this situation. Situation. Cleveland, they have a lot going on in the locker room with Deshaun Watson. I think their offense continues to take a step forward after beating the 49ers last week. Jonathan Taylor's back for the Colts, but he's yet to have that big statement signature game. Um, I like this over here in this game. I like uh, both offenses to put up points, and, and you're getting a low number there at 39 and a half. All right. It's, it's really risky taking an over in uh, 2023, the Lord's year. But uh, you're doing it. And Vegas, here's a line that Vegas did move, literally two and a half now, uh, at Chicago. This is such a sad bet. Uh, even sadder, I bid $11 on Bear starter Tyson Bajant on a waiver wire pickup, and I got him. This stupid Bill Simmons league where you have to start two quarterbacks. I was stuck. He was the only one left. Uh, you know what college he went to, Megan? No, what college tell? I'll give you a free Bears Super Bowl futures bet if you know. I guess. Um, can you give me the conference and then I'll guess? I don't even know the con. I don't think it's in a conference. It's its own thing. What? Who? Where? Northwestern University. No, that's your school. <laughs> Shepherd. Shepherd University. Bajit though is a three-point underdog. He was not terrible last week. He should be better with a week of prep. Defense stepped up. Only allowed 19 versus Minnesota. I'm taking these Bears plus the points. I know they won two in a row, Vegas, but. When I think of Vegas, I think women's basketball. I don't know mm, about you. Mm, uh, not yes, yes, yes. Warrior, think... Aiden O'Connell. I like the Bears' chances this week. 22-17. I should probably buy the half point. I should probably buy 30 half points, but I'm not going to. 22-17, I'm calling the slight upset. You're going the other way. I mean, at this point, it would be disrespectful for Vegas to win. I mean, they got to <laughs> give it up for um, their NBA gals who are the the new champs. But I'm going the other way, Sal, because Brian Hoyer, if he gets to start, it's, it's Hoyer against Bagnet. It's it's disgusting. There's no reason to even watch this game. But I trust Brian Hoyer more. He's got more experience. Long time with the Patriots. He's been in that backup role. He knows Josh McDaniel's offense. This is his 35th. This is the 30, 35th game that Chicago will start a backup quarterback over the last decade. They've lost five straight with a backup at home. Chicago's 2-11 and against the spread in their last 14 games overall. 
They're not fun. They're not pretty. Vegas is a much more talented team than Chicago. I think they cover the spread easy here. All right. I had no idea the Bears were that bad. Thank you They're for awful. Uh, they are pretty bad. All right. That's why I'm taking them. Washington minus three at the Giants. This went up a little too. It's a tough one. You may remember last year's matchup between these two at MetLife. Uh, ironically ended in a non-pass interference call. The Giants won. Washington got screwed. They get screwed potentially against Buffalo last week. Same, same situation. It all evens out, everybody. I don't care to pick the side, but I am taking Washington's team total over 19 and a half points. It's minus 122. This team put up 31 against the Eagles, so we know we're capable. They're capable. I'm capable too. We know they can play from behind because they have, and mostly because Sam Howell has taken more sacks than anyone else. But Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel found their niche in this offense. Look for Robinson to break out a little. Giants allow an average of 32 points per game at home this year. I don't want to worry about whose field goal kicker comes through at the end. I'll go Washington to score three touchdowns or over 19 and a half. You're just taking them minus the three. Yeah, with the exception of Sunday against the Bills, the Giants, they're not just losing, they're they're getting blown out. Um, I know it's a division game, so it's bound to be a little bit closer, but I don't trust, trust the Giants whatsoever, especially when we don't know Daniel Jones' status. But I don't know that that really matters either. They're kind of a mess. Um, Sam Howell had a nice win against Atlanta to get the team back to 500 last week. He's not doing anything fancy, but he's a good game manager. Commanders are 3-0 and against the spread on the road this season. I like them to keep it rolling. It's not going to blow you away, but it will get the job done. All right, minus three. Yeah, that did move. Take a, take a look at that line because it's going to be moving all over the place. Probably some weather down there at MetLife as well. All right, Buffalo, eight and a half point favorite at New England. Megan, you worked in the Patriots organization, right? I you were did. in charge I of... Uh... Should I put my, uh, my helmet on? Oh, what is that? Yeah, mm. that's what you get. And your job officially was you were in charge of making sure Belichick never smiled during the press conference, That right? was it. That was exactly it. Um, yeah. that, that's what I got paid the big bucks for. Just um, no smiles for Belichick. No, I was um, the team reporter... So I did like an in-house radio show and all the stuff for Patriots.com. Very nice. Very nice. And since you left, they just crumbled. I think that's, yes, the that's common exactly what there. happened. This is uh, this is the largest home dog they've been since 2001, and I'm still taking them here. And I'm going to say something nice about Mac Jones because no one ever does. He's hit his completions over in 10 of his last 12 games. I'm not sure how that's happened. But this Bills defense to me doesn't look right. That's why I'm taking New England plus the eight and a half points. You look at Ty Taylor. He made too many big throws down the stretch uh, against the Bills defense. Defensive yards per play. The Pats are actually better than the Bills. Eighth in the league to the Bills 27th. I think this is one of those weird Josh Allen turnover games. They're going to pull it out, the Bills, but I don't think they go too crazy here. 26-23 is my final. Oh, boy, that uh, does not go well with uh, your bet here. No, I have the Patriots under Sal, and there's a lot of talk and a lot of questions about if the Patriots have reached rock bottom. I'm not sure they have yet. I mean, we remember that last playoff game the Patriots were in against the Buffalo Bills, what, three years ago, and it was about as ugly as it could get. I think we could see something like that against the Patriots on Sunday with the Bills coming to town. Um, this Patriots offense is disgusting. I don't even know if Mac Jones is going to play the whole game. I could see Belichick mm. throw, turning it over to Malik Cunningham. I mean, look, when you have Patriots fans like Bill Simmons watching college football, 
This yeah. tells you that this is as bad as it's going to get. Everybody's turned their attention to the draft. Everybody has turned their attention to Caleb Williams. And I'm uh, just expecting the Patriots offense to do what they've done all season. And that hmm. is not score points. I feel like you know a little something here, saying that Mac Jones might not make it to the end of this game. I mean, doesn't Bill Belichick send you a Christmas card or something stupid? I, I, I mean, I don't. I, I haven't heard anything on the on the inside, but yeah, um, sure. I mean, Mac, it's not good. And then Malik last week, he got a couple snaps, so maybe. All right, all right. Let's move on to Rams uh, versus the Steelers. I was going to say at Pittsburgh. It might as well be at Pittsburgh because it's at SoFi, and we know what happens there. It's going to be Palomalo jerseys as far as the eye can see. I have to take the Steelers plus three. And I actually think the Rams are better, but uh, you know, the Steelers do it every single week. They hang around, they hang around, they hang around. Pickett figures it out for exactly one drive. Somehow, Megan, somehow Kenny Pickett is 4-0 straight up and against the spread in his pro career on the road when uh, an underdog like this. Steelers, fourth in the league in opponent's completion percentage. Might not see a dynamite Puka Cooper game out of the Rams. That's why I'm taking Pittsburgh plus the points. Um, I wish I could bet the Steelers will be losing and then will win. Closest thing to that I found, Rams win the first half, Steelers win the second half, or Steelers win the game, plus 950. I like that. You're going Rams. You're saying enough of this nonsense. Yeah, I'm confused that you're on the other side. I can't figure out whether you love or hate the Steelers. Every week you change your mind. But finally a good game. I mean, we were just talking about New England, Buffalo, and Commanders, Giants. Um, Finally, we can talk about a decent game here. The Rams have been really surprising this season. And they're actually one of the teams that are more fun to watch. Now they get Cooper Cup back, um, and that hasn't really impacted Puka's offensive involvement either. So I I like this offense a lot. The Steelers, what scares me about them is Mike Tomlin coming off a bye week. He's a coach who can, who can get things done. He can improve a lot. So it scares me to take the Rams, but the duo of Puka and Cup – they can score points, and I think uh, it, the Steelers aren't going to be able to keep up. All right. I hope you're right, but I also hope you're wrong. I can't watch, stand watching the Steelers team. I really don't. Uh, listen, we're not done. Stay in your seat unless you want to run a quick 10K. Uh, it's up to you, really. Um, no, I'm going to stay right here. Right here. Okay, you yeah. stay there. We have more <laughs> games to hit. We have KC and the Chargers, Philly, Miami, Ohio State, Penn State, and lots more when we return with Megan Conley on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. We are still joined by my pal Megan Conley, who just set a personal record 14 minutes Without texting. Good job by you, Megan. I, I can't believe you pulled that off. Uh, Joel, cue the, cue the clap. <laughs> she got it. All right, listen, we're not done yet. We have a lot more games. We have seven more to go. Let's start with Seattle. They're home for the Cardinals. They lost last week to Cincinnati, and now they're laying seven and a half. And now I am going to bet them in a blowout. This is my favorite bet of the week, I think. I think it's a blowout. Now, it's not going to come easy at first. You're going to have to suffer through one or two personal foul calls against DK Metcalf, and he's not changing. They're going to have to change the rule where you're not allowed to twist the linebacker's neck against his will after a play. But Geno Smith, after loss, 19-13 and against the spread. Josh Dobbs. 
has not been great the last three games. I feel like the Cowboys were a Super Bowl, and now he's come back down to earth. He's a bottom six quarterback in almost all the important metrics. Uh, Pete Carroll covered and won three straight against the Cardinals. He does his best manic gum chewing against Arizona. I say 31-13, blowout. You're with me. Wow, I am with you. I do like the Seahawks in this uh, situation. Gina was driving down the field last week against the Bengals. Should have won the game, took a bad sack there. Um, I like Pete Carroll coming off the loss. And really, I think this Arizona team is one that overachieved at the beginning of the season. And now we kind of find out what they are. Um, Josh Dobbs against Geno Smith. I'll take Geno Smith anytime. This is a reality check for the Cardinals and a bounce back win for the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't know what the Cardinals are planning. I don't know if it's a coincidence that Kyla Murray started practicing days after Caleb Williams' worst performance ever. So uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you might be our guy after all. All right, (laughs) let's go. Kansas City, Chargers, Chiefs five and a half point favorite. Chargers, of course, lost Monday night to the Cowboys. Oh, what a shame. Uh, I am a gluten or a glutton, and I have a lot of gluten in my diet, but uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense betting against Mahomes in division with a rest advantage, but I'm doing that. I'm taking the Chargers plus the points here. Mahomes versus the AFC is 28-3. and three. Average margin of victory is like 15 points, but I like the 5.5 here. Listen to these trends, Megan. You didn't like what you saw out of Justin Herbert last week? Well, this is his sweet spot. 5-1 and one against the number versus the Chiefs. 7-0 and oh as a dog of over 5 points. It's a good matchup. Maybe not a good coaching matchup necessarily for the Chargers, but the trends versus a team that doesn't care about covering the spread. We've seen this over and over. And it seems impossible, but the Chargers have a fan, this little tiny woman. She lives and dies with this team. Uh, Either that or she's a paid actor. So I'm not sure. Who knows? Oh, I was waiting for you to bring her up. Um, I'm so out on the Chargers, Sal. Every week I tell myself, this is the week for them. This is the week for Justin Herbert. You know what this is the week for? This is the week for Staley to lose his job. It's a long extended week for the Chiefs with Thursday Night Football last week. And despite what Harry says, Andy Reid is an excellent coach. Off of eight plus days rest, He's 57 and 25. That's pretty good. I mean, I don't, I know Harry doesn't buy it, but the staff are there to back Harry it up, buys. Harry. Um, so it gives him some time to work on the offense. Mahomes, he's had 15 drop passes so far this season. Um, we saw the news they get Meikle Hardman. I think you guys talked about it on Against All Odds. I mean, he's a guy who can kind of come in and uh, catch a few passes. He spreads out the offense a bit. He's not a drastic difference maker, but he's someone that Mahomes is comfortable with. It can impact the offense. I don't like the Chargers to um, do, I don't like the Chargers in this situation. And like I said before, Staley loses his job this week, uh, Kansas City. Covers by five and a half. All right. What do you think of this Taylor Swift stuff? Is it too much, too little, just enough, the cutaways? I'm waiting for her to, I wish you could bet this, like at 40 to one, they cut away to her making out with the waiter from the suite. (laughs) Will that happen? That's not going to happen, right? So I rolled my eyes and then I realized, like, I just, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with it. Like, I'm obsessed with a lot of people. And I, I, like, if I was, I like Taylor Swift, right? I, I really do. Um, I'm not a Swifty, but if I didn't like football, I wouldn't watch to see the cutaways of her. I know. It's kind of crazy. That's, really that's all I'm saying. There's a, you know? enough stuff on YouTube. <laughs> Philadelphia, two and a half point favorite versus Miami. Uh, this went up from two. Two Alabama quarterbacks squaring off. I love Philly in here. I'm taking them giving two and a half points. Again, 
a home team with an advantage here. Miami's loaded with fantasy guys everyone loves. Tua, Hill, Waddle, Mostert, HM before the injury. All great, and maybe the team is great too, but they're a little soft when they come up against rugged physical defenses like Buffalo. We saw what happened there, and that's what we have in Philadelphia. They lost last week the Eagles. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and the Dolphins 2-10 and straight up in their last 12 as a road dog. I think the Eagles and Jalen Hurts should be given the benefit of that extra half point to make it minus three. I'm glad they haven't been, though. Uh, Hurts 7-2 and two against the spread in home night games. 33-24, final. You don't like that 24 because you're going over 24 and a half. I am, and I like what you said about Miami and their fantasy guys, but then how they don't perform when they're going up against better teams like Philly. We all look at Miami right now, and we go, this is such a fun team. Oh, Miami's so fun. Right now they're in the cute stage because we don't take Miami seriously. I think this is the time that Tua and all of his weapons put on a show and make a statement against Philadelphia I think I think the over hits in this game, but Miami will be mostly responsible for so it. So Miami over 24 and a half, you're saying? Yes. All right, interesting. Well, that'll be a fun game if it happens. Uh, I mean, that game's going to happen, but if that score yes. happens. San Francisco minus 744 is the over-under at Minnesota. This is Monday night. I'm taking Minnesota plus seven. You know, I don't love this one because you'd think San Francisco would come out firing after a stupid loss, but Vikings have played good teams tough. They stayed close with the Chiefs and the Eagles, and now they're home, and every game is really a must-win as long as they're still under 500. Which Kirk Cousins stat are you going to lean on? Are you going to lean on one and six against the spread last seven primetime or 39 and 25 against the number after a loss? I'll perhaps stupidly lean on the latter. You have to assume McCaffrey is going to play, but the 49ers are still banged up. Actually, second in the league, the Vikings are in passing yards. Osborne, Hutchinson finding their way into that offense. So they get up and down the field in a hurry. Settle in for a backdoor cover, Megan. I'd like the points here, plus seven. It's too rich for this home desperate team. 26-22, take the points. Home and desperate, and I'm with you, Sal, with the plus seven, but they're going to be without Jefferson. We got Cousins in prime time. This is such a tough spot to take them. I am with you. San Fran's without a big part of their offense, uh, but I have to say I am um, I am nervous about Cousins in prime time. I think Minnesota, though, is catching San Francisco at the right time because they're coming off a loss and they're banged up. Yeah, definitely. All right. You mind doing a couple college games here? Why not? Oh, you went to Big college. Ten football, baby. Let's yeah. go. You went to Shepherd University, I think. That's no, it. No, no. Yes. Top of uh, my class. <laughs> Ohio State, five and a half. This has gone up a lot versus Penn State. And Ohio State has owned the Nittany Lions six in a row, 10 of the last 11. But I'm taking Penn State here. Uh, they're very even. In fact, I, you know, they're almost apologetically making Ohio State the favorite. I'm reading into the line on paper. It's two undefeateds, two top two defenses in all the nation. Both quarterbacks nearly perfect. You got Alaris, 15 touchdowns, no interceptions. McCord, 11 touchdowns, one interception. Penn State, a better offense, eight more points per game. I know the Nittany Lions have trouble against top 10 teams. It's been forever since they beat one. But James Franklin's team is going to get it done. Trivion Henderson's banged up as running back for Ohio State. They're going to have to match that, uh, what Nicholas Singleton's going to do on the ground for Penn State. Give me 21-20 final, and I'll even say upset for James Franklin's team. Wow. Well, I was listening to you guys on Against All Odds, and I uh, heard our pal Skippy saying, you know, <laughs> historically, Ohio State wins this game. I that think is so he's Skippy. right, but Penn State, they're coming in 
And um, I think they're quite frankly the better team. But the one thing that I know is that these Big Ten teams are not going to score points. It's a competitive, emotional game for the top of the Big Ten with playoff implications. I think they keep it close and we take the under. As a Northwestern alum, who do you hate most in the Big Ten? Which school? Um, I think Michigan, because I also grew up in Chicago as a Notre Dame fan, and we hated Michigan. Oh, yeah, that's a slam dunk. But I am jealous of almost every other Big Ten school. Like, very jealous, because they're so much cooler than Northwestern. You're the most jealous person in the world, I think. Yeah, Big Ten. Well, except Rutgers. I'm not jealous of Rutgers. Okay. Not jealous of Maryland, but pretty much every other um, (laughs) Big Ten school I'm jealous of. All right, USC, seven-point favorite versus Utah. You and I discussed this earlier in the week. We're like, why is USC five and a half? And then someone heard us, and they bumped it up to seven. So maybe we wait until it gets back down to five and a half or six. You want to wait? Let's just wait. Yeah, I don't don't know, Sal. I was... I was like, oh, the five and a half. Yeah, Caleb Williams is definitely winning by at least a touchdown in this situation. You can't trust Utah. But then when the line moved to seven, I'm having second thoughts. So I I might be with you on waiting and waiting. No, no. All right. Well, we're going to wait, Jack, until the line moves. All right. How's the weather in Connecticut? (laughs) No, we got to take it. We're going to take USC. Look, Kyle Winningham is a great coach for Utah. They've won the Pac-12 two years in a row, but I'm taking USC minus seven. They don't want to lose three times in a row. Uh, This is a motivated Trojans team after getting embarrassed by Notre Dame. Incidentally, their defense, which has been terrible, wasn't that pathetic. They didn't get embarrassed. 251 yards against the Irish, so maybe they turn it around. Bryson Barnes isn't going to be able to score enough for Utah, and if you got Cam Rising coming back, it's almost 300 days since his last start. You can't expect a lot. Caleb Williams, Number two in scoring in the nation, USC. He's 30 to 1 to win the Heisman. He's got something to prove. Lincoln Riley is going to catch a lot of crap if he doesn't write the ship. 33 20, Megan. Come on, USC, you're on it. Oh, I am on it, Sal, but I'm um, hesitantly on it. I did like Caleb Williams there when it was five and a half, but the line moved. I still will back Caleb Williams because he is that good. Utah can't be trusted. I think Utah is one of the teams we saw last week with Washington and Oregon, just how stacked the top of the Pac-12 is. I do think there is a divide, and I think it happens where Utah is. USC, in order to really stay relevant among the Pac-12 picture, they got to win here. They got to do it by at least a touchdown. All right. Listen, we did it. 14 games. How do you think you're going to do out of the 14? Um, I mean, better than Harry and definitely better than you last week. <laughs> Harry, because if you, you have another, half. Yeah. oh, he did yeah, that yeah, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, I'll have to make another video then. That's but, right. um, now if you keep having weeks like last week, I yeah. mean, I don't know, you yeah. might have to change the name or get you might get sued. I know you're gonna have to take over the show. All right, Megan, you could, uh, you could and should. Check her out on The Bump on Peacock Network. Thanks, Megan. We're going to be back with NFL great Gerald McCoy when we return to Cousin Sal's winning weekend. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. 
All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend, and it's time to get defensive. I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. Our guest today was one of the most dominant defensive tackles in all of football. He ranks fourth all time on the Bucks career sack list and third on the list of toughest guys to wear eyeglasses behind Mike Singletary and Clark Kent. Gerald McCoy, thanks for being here. Yeah, that's a fair intro. Clark Kent is not, eh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> you know. I, I'm a Batman guy, but I don't mind Clark Kent. You know, Superman, he's cool. Uh, I want to talk NFL with you for a minute here, just for a minute. What a, I want to talk specifically about what a great job your defensive brethren have done this season. Every idiot, including myself, wants to blame the O-lines or the poor quarterback play. Uh, but maybe the defenders are the best we've seen in a while. But tell us how you see it. All the different ways that everybody was scoring. Well, I think defenses are finally catching up. And figuring these things out. And that's why you're starting to see less touchdowns, uh, more efficiency on defense, because now we've caught up. We've caught up to the rule changes and the new style of play. And I think that's all it is. I think the defenders were always great. But, you know, one play that's working on offense, especially and really maybe even only for the Eagles, is that tush push where (laughs) Jalen Hurts gets a little help, gets shoved forward third and one, fourth and one. How do you feel about this? Should the NFL ban this version of the quarterback sneak or does it go in line of what you just said? Are the defense is just going to have to figure out a way to adjust? No, I don't. For me, I think people complain about it is like. um, I'm not saying it's an excuse. It's like, oh, that's not a football play. Well, it's in the game. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. in the game, man. If you can't stop it, you can't stop it. It's not their fault that they figure out a play. Because here's the thing. We've seen a lot of other teams try to do it their way. They figured out and mastered how to run it. It's like Tom Brady run the QB sneak. Tom Brady was arguably the best ever at QB sneaks. Because it's like when he runs a QB sneak, he's getting the first down. Well, now the Philadelphia Eagles have figured out a way to run it in a way that is almost impossible to stop. So who cares? Like, that's how I see it. Stop it. Do you, uh, I mean, offensive players complaining to refs eventually, I think pays off a lot of the time. Does it work the other way too? If you say, Hey, 73 is holding me every time I'm in there. All you can do is before the game, be cool with the refs. I used to tell jokes, you know, get on a good side, whatever. And I would tell them, Hey, listen, you know, I may always made a joke with refs. I would tell them, hey, listen, we got a really good defensive line and we're really good at rushing the passer. So if we're not getting sacks or hitting the quarterback every play, it's probably a hold. <laughs> I would tell, you know, I would tell the refs that. And then yeah. as the game goes on, I'd be like, hey, you remember how I told you before the game? Just kind of look at so and so. Look at check him out. Just see what you see. And then that's how you get calls. Ralph, come on, man. What is it? That's never going to get you a call. Let's talk about this current defensive player of the year race. Who do you like uh, out of any of the favorites or maybe there's someone a long shot? Micah Parsons, you can get a two to one. TJ Watt, three to one. Miles Garrett, a little higher than that. You like any of those three to step up and win the award? Or maybe like a Danelle Hunter. Has eight I, think the lead, I think the lead right now is uh, TJ because mm-hmm. of all he's done. He's hit every, I think he's hit every stat line except interception. You know, fourth fumble, fumble recovery, touchdown. Right. Batted passes, sacks, TFLs. He's hit it all, and he's at the top of everything. You know, I think it's two people in the league with at least seven sacks and 10 QB hits. And this leads me to my next person I think should be getting some talks. You mentioned the three you mentioned, but Josh Allen down in Jacksonville, 
I think people need to really take a look at what he's doing, man. The dude is playing out of his mind. Daniel Hunter, he's very consistent. But I think Josh Allen has been a big reason why they're playing well right now. You know, that there's two people in the league with at least seven sacks and 10 QB hits, TJ White and Josh Allen. There's no way I could leave off my guy, Max Crosby. His numbers are comparable. He's His numbers are pressures, TFLs, sacks, QB hits. His defense is not incredible. His offense is clearly struggling. Max is really balling, and it's like nobody over there with him. So he getting all the attention and still getting it done. I think that's something you should look at. Your former team, the Bucs, we talked about them a little. They're coming off a bye week. Uh, uh, they they lose. Uh, boy, they they killed me. They're surprising people at three and two, but they crushed me last week. I had them against the Lions. They're home yeah, against they Atlanta. Uh, home against Atlanta this weekend. Who do you like in that week seven matchup? And who do you think comes out of this log jam in the NFC South? Oh, I still think, I still think the Bucs are going to win the division. You know, hmm. I think the Saints are so inconsistent. Like Chris got, excuse me, like Chris Guy was saying on that great soundbite, the NFC South still come through Tampa. It's just, that's how it goes. And I, I believe we're still going to win the division. We're still going to have a home game, home playoff game. We might be. You know, what we win the division, we have to be the fourth seed. I think the other teams would be ranked higher, but, you know, we'll get a home playoff game. Atlanta's not very impressive to me. You know, they have their flashes, but they just, they struggling at quarterback too. You know, and I, I, this is me. I believe we had the best quarterback in the division. You know, Baker's playing better than everybody. So if you got the best quarterback in the division, you got a pretty good shot of winning the division. And defensively, only comparable defense is the Saints, and our defense is better. So, well, but how about this though? If you do win the NFC South, you end up ten and seven, right? I'm looking at Todd Bowles, twenty five to one for Coach of the Year. You know, people left this team for dead. I think you, they're only supposed to have five or six wins at the most. They lost the greatest quarterback of all time. I think that's a good, some good value there if they, if you like them to win that division and have a good record. He yeah. could. I would love, but if if I'm if I'm being realistic, yeah. If Detroit continues like this, Ted Campbell's gonna win Coach of the Year. Yeah. Just, he just is. Nobody. They stay. They 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 played great to end the season. They kept Green Bay from getting in the playoffs. Start the season going to the defending champs and beating them when nobody expected it. And I said this on uh, NFL Game Day Final on Sunday. You could argue, I'm not saying they are, you could argue that Detroit is the best team in the NFC. Ranked higher than San Fran on offense. Ranked higher than Philadelphia on defense. And those are the only two teams you're going to put ahead of them right now. Some people may still say the Cowboys. They might. I don't know. But right now, you can argue that Detroit, if not is the best, is playing the best. Um, Three of the five wins are playoff teams. So if this continues, I just don't see how anybody else beats Dan Campbell out for coach of the year. Before I let you go, I want to talk about your Oklahoma Sooners, 6-0. and You think they run the table from here? I was looking at their schedule. No ranked teams the rest of the way. They'll be a double-digit favorite against everyone. Even that TCU game to end the season's not going to be uh, particularly close on paper, right? 12-0? and Yeah, I think we go 12-0. and Um is that before we play Texas again? Because I believe yeah. Texas, yeah, we'll go 12 and 0. I believe that. If the only, you know, I looked at the schedule and it was like, well, which game? Our trap games are always OSU and Kansas. 
always, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe we we run the table, go 12 and 0, and then we have a showdown. I believe the Big 12 champion is gonna be in the college football playoff. That's just how I see it. And uh I like our chances. You know, a lot of people are like, well, Texas is just, oh man, and they listen. Texas not the only people who missed the opportunities in that game. Everybody makes it seem like, oh, well, Texas missed this opportunity and this that we did too. But the game went how it went. They're going to get the get back. They're going to have a chance to. I don't see it going any other way. As a matter of fact, it might be worse for y'all. So keep playing with us. Keep talking crazy. It's going to get ugly for you. Now, I've been trying to be nice. I didn't give them that much a hard time. I did on Twitter. I did. I'm not going to lie. But I, I let my foot off the gas. Texas, just keep winning and we'll see y'all again. But don't do too much talking along the way. Be humble. I'm with you. I like him. Plus 140 to go undefeated. And that's even before they meet Texas again in December. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good uh, that's a good one. One more question. Um, if men wore loincloths, what size would you wear? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, when he asked me that, I didn't know what a loincloth was. So I just named something <laughs> that would be the size I would wear. It, but I would never say a 3X again. I'm going to have to go okay. a large. Oh, really? Say Did large, something yes. happen? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go large. Yeah. That was so everybody's like, why did you say three eggs? I didn't know what a freaking loincloth was. Like, I did you think it was a hat? What did you, uh, what did you actually, I thought it was like a, like a, I didn't know if it was a like jacket. a quilt, a jacket or something. <laughs> and everybody's like, I said, he said, if men wore them. So yeah. clearly I'm not the, you know, sex that does wear them. So how I would see. I know? Right, so I just threw right. out a, like, I don't know, 3X, freak. Yes. That's, that's the size I wear and stuff. So I thought about myself, not, you know, general consensus. But hey, everybody giving me a hard time about that. I still got 130 points. So yeah, we only go. needed 200. So Diggs didn't do that great. So without my answers, we wouldn't have got our 200 points. So I'm just saying. Go check that out. It's a great clip on Celebrity Family Feud. You had Steve Harvey in Stitches. Uh, you, yeah. That's hard to do, by the way. That's not easy. Usually right, he right. just, if there's a dumb answer, he just, not that that was a dumb answer, but he would just stare off into the crowd and uh, yeah, do yeah. his thing. But you had him laughing, and uh, that's, a, that's a win right there. Uh, Gerald McCoy, thanks so much. That was terrific. No longer 3X, but we, won't have, we don't need to get into that. Right, uh, right. Great job. You can see Gerald on uh, NFL Network. Thanks so much for coming on, pal. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right. Stick around. We're going to wrap things up on Cousin Sal's winning weekend when we return. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, we're on. 
almost out of time, but I refuse to let you go until I offer you my weekly same-game parlay. It involves the Chiefs and the Chargers, and it looks exactly like this. The Chargers adjusted to plus 7.5, Justin Herbert adjusted to over 250 yards passing, and Austin Eckler finally rewards thousands of very patient fantasy owners by scoring a touchdown. I want to thank Megan Connolly, I want to thank Gerald McCoy, and I also want to remind everyone within the sound of my voice, you may feel like underdogs, but please know that you're all my favorites. Happy handicapping!